Hi, I'm Danielle. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Mickey with Minis. We're giving you real-life advice for exploring Walt Disney World with Littles in tow from two sisters who've done it and lived to tell the tale. You can make sure you don't miss a minute of Disney fun by subscribing to the podcast wherever you like to listen to them or by following Mickey with Minis on social media. Would appreciate a like or a review if you're so inclined. And if anything you hear inspires you to start dreaming about your own Disney adventure, you can also support the show by using me, Danielle, as your travel advisor. Just reach out to us at mickeywithminis at gmail.com so you can get planning. But for now, get your ears on, buckle that park bag, and double knot those sneakers because we're off to the parks. Hello, folks. It's me, Danielle. Um, it's just me again. Haley and I have been riding the struggle bus the last couple of weeks with just like kid illnesses that then we get and then we're sicker than the kids were and then somebody gets better and then like a different kid gets sick. And thankfully, my house seems to be on the mend, but Haley is still in the thick of it. So she's not able to record this week. Um, and I didn't want to do our stuff we like to listen to and watch episode without her because she watches other things than I do. So um, we're going to jump back into our um, dining series. And this week, we're going to talk about how to save money on food at Disney World when you don't have a dining plan. Um, so as you probably already know, if you've been listening, dining plans are coming back um, January 9th, 2024. Um up until then, dining plans have not been available since before COVID. So we've done a few trips without the dining plan recently. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to dining plans being back for sure. But there are reasons that people might opt to not have a dining plan. And so we wanted to talk about ways you can save a little cash when you're in that boat. Um, so let's get into it. Um, one way to do this, and I highly recommend this even if you do have the dining plan, actually, just because you're going to save cash and you're going to want stuff back at your room, you could do an Instacart order or something similar to Instacart. There's a whole bunch of services that will deliver groceries to the hotels. And um, it's really handy for, I find, particularly like breakfast, snacks, and alcohol, basically. So, um, you know, just keep in mind, if you're ordering anything with alcohol or anything that needs an ID, you do need to meet the delivery driver. So you have to choose your delivery time wisely. Often we'll like preload an Instacart cart before we get on the plane. And then right before we land, we'll place the Instacart order. And then typically we're back in at the hotel uh, in plenty of time to meet the driver. So that's, you know, a, one way to do it. But you basically just want to think about when am I going to be available to meet that delivery driver if I'm ordering anything that needs an ID. Um, if the hotel is going to need to hold things for you, if you haven't ordered alcohol or anything like that, and it's going to be delivered to the hotel maybe before you get there or if you're out at lunch or whatever, um, there's going to be a fee typically. It's usually like $6 for it to be held at the hotel. Um, but uh, doing the Instacart order is a great idea. You can also ship non-perishables like from Amazon or something. You're going to still pay like a little fee, but then you can just pick it up at the front desk. So, you know, if you know you're going to need like 
a large amount of goldfish and it's easier to get that from Amazon. Um, that's one thing you can do and that's um, pretty easy. Um, sometimes they'll drop in at your room, but it's like kind of hit or miss. So yeah, typically I would just say like, just check in at the front desk. They'll probably have your package and you'll be fine. I also do this with diapers, FYI. Like this is not food obviously, but um, you know, if I'm in Disney World for a week and I have a toddler who needs to be changed repeatedly daily. So, you know, I don't want to travel with like a pallet of diapers, but I can ship a full pack of diapers to the hotel and it'll be there for me when I get there, which is great. Um, so some ride services also offer like a grocery stop or two on the way to your hotel, but you want to choose your location wisely. So um, there are two Walmarts near Disney. Most people go to the one that's like closest to the resorts, but I've heard that it's kind of a hot mess. And the one that's like a teensy bit further is better. Um, another thought is that if you want to buy alcohol, you might want to choose some place that has like a total wines and liquor or something like that in the same plaza. Um, in Florida, you can get beer and wine at the grocery store. I actually think in most places across the country, you could do that now, but you cannot do that in Massachusetts. So, um, we're not used to that. So if it's if you want like a hard liquor, you're going to need to get that someplace else. But if it's just beer and wine, you'll be able to get that at the grocery store. And so if you're using a ride service that offers a stop or two, um, that is a great way to do this. And, and then avoid the Instacart fees and whatever that looks like for you. So um, if you're traveling for kids, this is huge. Like getting groceries into your room is a really big deal. Um, I was just looking at, for instance, uh, Liberty Square Market, okay, which is um, in Magic Kingdom. It's it's literally like a market. Like, you know, they don't, they have like a turkey leg or like a hot dog, but it's not really a restaurant. You know, it's not even a quick service. You can't mobile order here. You just turn up. They do have a Mickey pretzel. But if you're looking at just like generic snacks um, for like just a random bag of chips, it's $3.29. Uh, whole fruit, like a banana or an apple, um, $2.29. A three pack of Mandarin, like cuties Mandarin oranges, four nineteen. Uh, mini baby belt snack cheese, three forty nine. Oh my god, that's like a ton of money, and you don't need to spend it. So for that kind of thing, I really recommend ordering that stuff in in advance and bringing it with you to the parks. Things that we typically um, order in for that kind of stuff, we do like those cutie oranges goldfish, granola bars, apples, bananas, stuff you don't have to like refrigerate much, but that you can carry easily in the parks. Like my kids eat a truly weird amount of fruit. So uh, we tend to stock up on fruit that doesn't really need a fridge. Um, and that's like, you know, bananas, apples, oranges. Um, also breakfast stuff. My kids wake up early and they want like a large amount of food <laughs> immediately. Uh, and so it saves us money to have easy breakfast stuff in for them, but it can also buy us like a little more time waking up, which is much appreciated. We do like granola bars, fruit, mini muffins, cereal bars, like those, you know, like Nutrigrain, but we do the knockoffs, of course. And then you could get yogurt also, which my kids really like, and I like giving to them because it's got protein in it, so it fills them up faster. But only do that if you have a proper fridge. A lot of rooms have been switched over to what they call beverage coolers, which um, don't keep dairy well. So if you're in like a suite or a room that has not been switched over, um, then you're good. But just you want to check that out in advance. Um, cereal is also great if you're able to have milk or uh, 
if your kids will just like eat Rice Krispies by the fistful out of the box, like savages, which is what my kids like to do. So um, that's the kind of thing that I like to have in. I do feel like I talk a weird amount about breakfast on this podcast and protein, but it is very important. And I like a lot of protein first thing in the morning. Uh, If you're a rope dropper, it can be a little tricky to find a hefty breakfast on the go. Although I actually feel like that's getting better recently. Um, I feel like it used to be just like a lot of cinnamon rolls in the parks, which like, yeah, I can eat that, but I'd be crashing in like an hour. So now you're seeing more breakfast sandwiches and that kind of thing with like eggs and sausages or whatever. But if I'm ordering in for breakfast for me, to like from Instacart to have in the room, um, if we have a proper fridge, I'm going to get things like like a high protein yogurt, like a Siggy's yogurt, if you know that brand. Um, hard boiled eggs is one that I like, which I know is kind of gross. Um, and uh, like a, you know, like a kind bar kind of situation, like a protein bar, that kind of thing that'll get me going and I'll be good until lunch. And so that's the kind of thing that I order in. Oh, grapes is another one. Grapes is another good fruit that you don't have to like hard refrigerate. You know, it's not going to go bad like raspberries are really quickly. And it's something my kids really like. So that's another one we tend to order in. Um, Another way to save money in the parks without a dining plan is to look at the hefty snacks. So the parks are like full of hidden gem snacks. Before our last family trip, I went through all the menus and made a spreadsheet of every snack under $10, which was totally insane exercise. And I don't recommend doing it because actually the snacks change all the time in the parks. Like they're constantly introducing things or changing things up. Um, And so by the time you get there, probably your spreadsheet's out of date. But uh, the point is there are plenty of options that fit the bill and a lot of them are really filling. So for like around the $10 mark, you could get a hefty snack a couple times a day and maybe be good to go, depending on what your appetite's like. Um, another great way to save some cash on dining at Disney is to share. Uh, the portion sizes at Disney can be absolutely wild. Like, I'm not a huge eater. I love trying different things, but I get full really quickly and I, like, I almost can't finish. Like I graze a lot, but I don't eat like large meals basically. Um, If you're out with like four people, you could have two people order different things and then everyone splits it or things like that. I basically never let my kids order individual meals. So, you know, they have not been there with a dining plan since my middle kid was too young to like even care about food. So um, this is, I guess, just recently, but I'm not going to get three of my children three quick service like chicken tenders and fries. And I'm not going to do that because not a single one of them is going to finish it. So if I'm there, I'm probably going to get like one thing of chicken tenders and fries and then maybe like a side of something, Um, probably like a fruit or a vegetable or something like that. But like they're not going to finish it. So they, they, I'll get that and they'll split it between the three of them. And then I've saved money on like two other meals. Um, so if you're not on a dining plan, that is a great way to go. And you could even do that for yourself. Like if my husband would eat a whole meal, so like this doesn't really work for me, but like if I was there with, yeah, like Haley, if Haley and I are there, we could pick something and just like split it. And then like, yeah, maybe we need a snack a little bit later, but it's going to even out. We'll be fine. So that's the kind of thing we kind of look for. Um, Another thing you can do is you can order from the kids menu. So you can order from the kids menu, especially at like quick service locations. 
if you're 10 and over and you go to a buffet or like family style, a prefix situation, you're paying the adult price even if you're ordering off the kid's menu. Like you can't get out of that. So probably just order off the adult menu. But um, if the kid's portion sizes are big, so depending on your appetite, you could even split a kid's meal potentially depending. And the kid's stuff is typically, you know, a lot cheaper than the adult stuff is. So it's sometimes the same food, but smaller portion size, or sometimes it's a little bit like more cautious eater kind of food um, instead of the more adventurous adult food. So just take a look at that as well. Um, Another option is sticking to appetizers. So if you are at a you know, sit down meal or something like that. And you've got a handful of people, you could each get like an appetizer instead of a main, like an entree and then split it and like try different things. That's one thing to do. Um, One note I just wanted to mention about like sharing, ordering from the kids menu, doing like a little app smorgasbord is that I would really recommend that you tip generously. You want to take care of your cast members. It doesn't have to totally offset your savings on like ordering less expensive food. But if you're on purpose ordering less than a normal table would to serve money, like to save money, like your server is going to make less off of your table and um, they're doing the same amount of work to serve you and potentially even more if you're ordering like a whole bunch of appetizers. So throw in a little extra if you can take care of those cast members because they take care of you. Okay, another recommendation and this is a big one and not something a lot of people are going to go for possibly, but skip the booze. You want to save money at Disney World, skip the booze. It is so expensive to drink at Disney World. You can literally pay like around $10 for a beer at Disney. And that doesn't even mean it's like a good beer. It could just be a random beer. Like Those those costs can really rack up if you're not paying attention. Um, so if you're looking to skip, save money, skip the adult beverages, maybe split a drink with somebody if it's something you really want to try. And then, you know, make sure you get a decent selection for yourself back at your room. Um, That's just a, that's a, that's a quick and easy way to cut off a lot of costs is to skip the adult beverages. Um, Another thing you could skip is things like souvenir cups, souvenir cups, magic glow cubes, trendy popcorn buckets. These things can cost an insane amount of money. And like, I don't know. I can't keep all of those things, you know? Um, definitely some people like collect them or sell them even. But like I, if we kept every souvenir cup from every trip, like I would have no room for regular cups in my house. So, you know, if it's unless it's something you like really, really care about, you can definitely save at least a buck or like a handful of bucks um, on skipping those sort of souvenir type items that come with your food. On the other hand, I do recommend re- recommend buying that standard popcorn bucket. It's like $14 or $15 usually, but then you get refills for like 2 or $3 throughout your trip. So it's just like a kind of medium-sized standard shape popcorn bucket. You can get it in all of the parks. Um, and, you know, it's a higher cost when you buy it the first time, but then throughout your trip, you you can get the refills. So this saved us so much money because kids just want to snack all the time. And and sometimes it's just because they're bored. Sometimes it's just because they're like hungry, but they didn't eat their lunch and you're annoyed about it. Or like, you know, I, I pack, I bring food to the park, um, like a large amount of food to the park, basically all the snacks you could need. I pack them for the day. Right. Um, and I totally recommend that. But sometimes the kids are just like, I want food you didn't bring. They don't really care what it is. They just don't want the food that I packed. And 
throw that popcorn bucket at them and they will be good to go. It saved us from buying like, you know, $5 mandarin oranges or like a $4 baby bell cheese. They would eat in a second and be annoyed about it. It's just like, it's a, it's a good way to go. So the popcorn bucket, highly recommend, um, even if you are bringing your own snacks into the parks, which, um, I also recommend you do. Um, if you do want to try a table service restaurant, check the prices for breakfast versus lunch or dinner. So often the prices are lower. Um, you're still going to get the ambiance and the experience. And you're going to get to check the place out, but you're probably going to pay a little bit less for breakfast than you would for meals later in the day. Um, a Good tip for saving money in general in the parks, not just on dining, is to get gift cards when you're at home um, from places like Target or your wholesale club. So I know um, we've done the math for us locally, and it's always better to get the Target gift card. So if you have, if you have a Target red card, it's five percent off purchases, which includes gift cards. So we'll start buying as soon as we know we're going to Disney. We'll start buying like say a $50 Disney gift card at Target every time we're at Target and you get 5% off of that gift card and then you just kind of hoard them and you can register them on the DisneyGiftCard.com website and combine them so you don't have to carry like a whole stack of gift cards. I believe you can add like up to a thousand on one gift card so you can really like condense them and then you can also if you register them all you can carry just one around and transfer balances onto it online as you go so that's just like a little bit easier. You do have to keep the physical gift card with you because it's not like a mobile wallet kind of situation like you have to be able to scan the physical gift card. You can't add it to your My Disney Experience app or anything like that. But uh, you can just carry one and then transfer balances onto it from other cards on that DisneyGiftCard.com website. So um, that is really handy. And then you've saved that 5% off if you used your Target red card. Our local wholesale club also, you know, we have a membership. And so everything there is discounted a certain amount. I've never been able to quite figure out what that amount is all of the time. But um, you can buy Disney gift cards there as well. And then you'd get whatever your wholesale discount is on the purchase of that gift card. So typically for us, we found that Target is the better deal um, with your red card, but it just depends, I guess, on like your wholesale club and how that's working for you. Um, And then, okay, lastly, this is a kind of interesting one and not one I have done because I don't eat out that often. But uh, third-party restaurants. There are restaurants on Disney property that look like they're run by Disney, but they aren't run by Disney. They're run by a third party. So like one example is Via Napoli. They are run by uh, Landry's, who also run a ton of chain restaurants across the country. So like Baba Gump's, like I think Morton's Steakhouse, like a bunch of places that you might eat at in your regular life wherever you live. they have a rewards program. So if you join their rewards program, you can use those points when you're eating at Via Napoli. You can also be earning points. So that's just one example. There are there are others. Um, that, that's like a sneaky little way you could just like save a little bit on your dining plan or your dining rather without a dining plan, which I think is kind of fun. So um, maybe we'll do a little bit of a overview of the third party restaurants and what's available. Um, for rewards and stuff like that for them on a later date. Um, but right now, I'm still recovering from this uh, 
chest cold RSV situation. And you can probably hear that my voice is getting worse and worse. So I'm going to leave it here for now. Uh, fingers crossed, I will be back up to speed next week and that Haley will be back with me next week and we can finally do our stuff we like to watch and listen to episode. Uh, but in the meantime, stay healthy and see you real soon. Thank you.